Now it's my pleasure to welcome Charlotte to Major League Soccer as our 30th team. And now your new owner, David Tepper. Charlotte. You ready to party? Please join me in welcoming Charlotte Football Club's first head coach, Miguel Angel Ramirez. Buenos dias. In the 2022 MLS Super Draft, presented by Adidas, Charlotte FC selects from the University of Maryland and Generation Adidas, Ben Bender. Welcome to the podcast. I am so excited about today's episode. We have been working hard behind the scenes to make sure this happens. Today we talk with Ryan Thielen, founder of Triglass Productions and director for the Charlotte FC opening video trailer before players enter the pitch. We also have Al Wright joining us from Charlotte FC to talk about the video and how it came about and how he got Ryan involved. Triglass is a team of future-facing creative outlaws passionate about video production and motion design. Whether it's short film, 2D or 3D motion graphics, promos, broadcast commercials, and title sequences. They're ready and they've worked with dozens of professional sports teams from the Golden State Warriors to the Philadelphia Flyers to Nashville SC to the Philadelphia Union to where they started out with the Minnesota Vikings. So they have a lot of experience in this and a lot of great, great productions. Triglass Productions has been awarded Best Show of Open and Best Hype Videos at the Golden Matrix Awards in 2021 IDEA Conference. They have 26 regional Emmy nominations and 19 regional Emmy wins. They are fortunate to be recognized by their peers as well and their clients. You can visit Triglass Productions at triglassproductions.com or follow them on Instagram, Twitter, and other social media platforms. All right, welcome to the podcast. We have Al Ray, who we talked to just last week, and then we have here Ryan Thielen, and he is the founder of Triglass Productions. And Triglass Productions has a unique relationship with Charlotte FC because they provided this wonderful uh, video that was actually just released a couple of weeks ago to the public for people who were not in the stadium to be able to see. So we're going to talk a little bit about today and how that thing came about and kind of the two parties that that uh, that started it. So, uh, first of all, give us context before the uh, before the players come out. There's a video that plays on the large screens at Bank of America Stadium before the players come out, and it's it's basically it's a theatrical event to, to kind of introduce and get people pumped up. That's that's kind of how I see it. Um, hopefully, that's what everybody else kind of sees it as is this part. So. How did this come about, Al? Like, how did you say, okay, we want to have this? Because lots of places do this, but they don't necessarily do it this way. So can you kind of share? Yeah. Um, so at the beginning of the season, um, we kind of set out to re really rethink how matches are presented and go above and beyond um, what your typical um, open experience would be. Um, and, you know, normally, you know, teams do – you know, uh, high energy, uh, music videos 
that feature players, feature game action, highlights, all that. Well, starting off, uh, we don't have that <laughs> in uh, February of, of a new season. So we had to get creative on how do we showcase our players in a badass way um, and uh, show show our fans that these, these guys are here to, uh, that mean business, that are there to perform for the city and um you know we kind of set out to make this really cool epic you know trailer intro moments i forget where where we ended up with the actual verbiage of what this was supposed to be but um really just something truly uh theatrical is mm -hmm. what uh we we had set out to do and uh i've known ryan for what three four years now five somewhere in there in various spots and we just never were able to sync up to work together and my mind just immediately went to try glass and what they've been doing in the sports world specifically because they have i mean ryan is singing praises here for a couple of seconds but really just blown it out of the water um when it comes to uh sports intros graphics video production so um it was an easy call to make and i think a quick conversation <laughs> and you know it were uh we ended up with something pretty cool so did it start out like like kind of what you said like we have this vision we have no footage so we need to start out what do you think or did you kind of set like this is our theme this is what we want yeah i think we went into it some broad strokes of like this is the overarching, um, you know, our theme was like futuristic royalty as a term that I threw out, I think, constantly. Um, you know, these are the new kings of Charlotte um, that we want to show um, who they are and their um, their abilities. So uh, as as uh, um, you know, pre pre pros of these things, uh, a lot of gray area, <laughs> to mm -hmm. say the least um you know just kind of this is our overarching theme this is what we're trying to do um and you know R ryan created some great storyboards and examples and um you know we went back and forth just with uh some pre-production meetings of this is what we're thinking what do you think you know back and back and forth brainstormings so ryan from your end you get the call from al and you're like yep i'm on board i want to do this I understand the concept of what you're doing. Let me make him some storyboards. So did you have a team of people that made this or was this like you and you just like brainstorm and just come up with a bunch of different things? What was your process there? Well, um, yeah, I'll, I'll kind of rewind a little bit because um, I think the way it all started was rather unique um, because to Al's point, what he said was usually these things are kind of music videos, which is true. And usually when they lean that direction, we're not always the right group to go to, right? Because we're trying to do something more story driven and more narrative driven. And I think that's what Al and I have really connected on uh, in a meaningful way is how can we uh, how can we do something that feels bigger than just a flashy, fun, uh, bright video or something with LED screens or tubes or whatever the toys are? How can we do something that actually makes an emotional impact on our audience? And, and that was all Al coming to us saying, I want that. 
Like that's what, that's the goal here. And that, that was a really exciting start for me. Cause usually I have to kind of fight for that a little bit. Yeah. Um, but we were just off to a really good start right away. We were speaking the same language and, um, I, and I have to give him credit for that. And also it was exciting because we were kind of setting the tone for what this team, um, what this team was and who they are. I mean, at the time that we first spoke, they really just had a logo, if I remember correctly. You know, they had a logo, they had some colors. Um, you know, like Al said, he had some he had some really great general ideas of what this is going to look like and kind of pointed us in a direction. Um, but then it was kind of up to us to say, okay, how can we how can we take this as an opportunity with uh, you know, with no you know, prior work done for them. And, and elevate it to uh, to what it to something that could be really special that hasn't been done in in an uh, MLS open or maybe even just an open in general in sports and so that was the goal right and right. so that's where we started which was a great environment to be creative in and um, you know as a director I get really excited about stuff like that so I I I just threw the craziest ideas I possibly could at Al. And I'm like, let's just see what happens here. And um, I put together a deck that I would say was a pretty ambitious deck. And to be honest, I didn't really think that it had much of a chance of being approved. <laughs> but um, Al was all about it. He was like, this is great. Like, let's, you know, he had, of course, notes um, that I think improved it. But it, it really didn't dial anything back. We didn't dial back the creative and go for something more conservative or, you know, more typical. I mean, we had characters in, in the open, which is unusual. It was kind of fantasy driven. It required a lot of uh, a lot of different departments you don't typically see in this space. You know, we had an art department, a wardrobe department. We had concept artists. I mean it was a full blown little movie that we were trying to make in, you know, a minute and a half or whatever the runtime ended up being. Right. Um, and so uh, I guess just really high level, that's how this whole thing started. Nice. And so when you were creating the storyboards, was it, did you have multiple for him to choose or was it like, this is what we're starting with and see if you like this and then we'll move from there. Well, I started with the story, which was, um, you know, I wanted it to feel sort of like a dream, almost a nightmare, kind of somewhere between reality um, and fantasy. And I wanted the team and the players to be represented as a metaphor in this universe that we're creating. So this castle that we open on in the opening shot has elements of their stadium built into it. That is, that is their palace. That is their home, right? Mm -hmm. Where you are going into their, into their home and, and you are, you know, you are a, a guest, you are a visitor and it should feel kind of scary, right. On their turf. Right. Um, and that was the tone of the, the of the story. Um, and along the way you meet these different characters that represent different elements of the team. So we have like this gatekeeper character who, you know, he wears a lot of armor. Um, he, he's kind of intimidating. Um, he was supposed to kind of represent our defense 
We um, had another character who flew um, and had a, a very pointy crown that was supposed to be almost sword-like. That's mm -hmm. kind of supposed to represent the, the finesse and um, kind of the gifted ability of, of our offense. Um, and uh, we, we kind of have this through line with this almost peasant-like character who's going through and kind of following this, th this white orb who's supposed to kind of represent our fan base. And, um, and that white orb represents the, the essence of the game, you know, soccer, which is kind of revealed at the end of the video as it being a soccer ball. Right. Um, and, and all of this is very abstract, no doubt, but whether they get that or not watching it, I think you feel something and you feel something emotionally when you watch it. And that's what I pitched to Al. And we really went back and forth on each one of these characters and we tried to design them as authentically as possible to make you feel a certain way when you're introduced to that character that represents, um, you know, the team in a really, really fun way. Nice. And so I know Al kind of came into the game late. And of course, this his contacting and being with you also came in late. And you probably just had a, a short timeline to do this. What was the actual start to finish timeline? How it's probably pretty quick compared to other things, right? I can't remember exactly how much time. I think we had a good amount of time in, in pre-production. I mean, it came down to the wire, no doubt, but um, <laughs> a couple months, right? Yeah, I think I think we like. I want to say we started conversations in January, maybe December. Um, I, I think it was right after the holidays, if I remember correct. Like. Um, I just remember uh, coming back. I was visiting family in LA and coming back to Charlotte. And I think that's when we kind of really started the conversation. I think I pinged you like before then, just like, Hey, we're thinking about doing this. Let's meet up after the holidays or something like that. But like, it was, a, I mean, from, from like first storyboard signing off on, you know, contracts, all that, I think it was a couple months before we first showed it. Yeah. And it was like, and it wasn't just the intro video too. Uh, Ryan and group have done every, almost every piece of graphics that you see inside the stadium, including a couple other videos. So like it was a, it was a decent size um, ask of, of them in a, in a short amount of time. So, uh, but yeah. And so on the filming side, and we're going to, we're going to open up the video and kind of talk through some things, but on the filming side, you filmed in different locations, I'm guessing for this also a stage or a studio, kind of a combination of all things. Can you share a little bit about that, Ryan? Yeah, so um, we, you know, we built many pieces of this set, practically what you see. And then we, um, you know, there were there were moments of it that were completely CGI. There were moments that were sort of a hybrid where we were set extending. But we had, um, you know, a few days in studio to grab, uh, I'd say the majority of the video. Um, with all these different characters. And then we had a pre-light day and a shoot day uh, in Charlotte with the team um, where we kind of built uh, a, a little room for the players to operate in. So it felt like they're part of that same universe, obviously, mm -hmm. um, and to get their likeness on screen as well. So it was a, it was a combination of um, 
studio days and a media day. And so when you know, like when you're going to actually do the film production, you've already storyboarded to the exact thing. Like we need to have shots of this player kind of panning and are those things already scripted in or you just, you get there and like, let's try a bunch of different stuff and see what works. Hmm. Yeah. With this concept, it's really difficult. I actually built an animatic. So I had the music picked out and cut. And then I, I started off by putting in um, just text of where things were going to go. And then of course we had our concept art that Al and I went back and forth on many times to dial in what, each set and each character would look like and i put that in the animatic as well but um because the piece was so kinetic in how it was edited and it is like i said sort of this dreamlike video it's not entirely linear and it was it's not possible to do everything storyboarded shot for shot but we had all the major beats planned out and with players, you know, you kind of lean into what their comfort level is and what what's kind of working on the day. So I, you know, I knew what we needed um, to be able to match cut between certain moments. And I know how we wanted to film those players, but we actually lit it and kind of zone lit it so they could operate in a space and, and let them get comfortable and, and just be a little bit experimental with how we did it. Um, so it's a little bit of both. Okay. Well, I'm gonna pull up the video now, and we can we can listen in. You guys can walk me through kind of what's happening. So that's the that's the opening scene. That is, you can tell there's some parts of Bank of America in there. Can you? Is there are certain things that you want to highlight that you're like, okay, that is definitely Bank of America. Yeah, so that this was one of those early conversations that we had where Ryan had a, 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 a similar model to what ended up in here, but um, we made the notes of like, let's let's try to make this feel like, you know, you're in Charlotte, in Bank of America, you know, there's the, the area around the stadium is fairly green and mm-hmm. uh, has some good, um, some good color to it. I think the first version of this, Ryan, like it was like almost a deserted wasteland, right? Like that kind of vibe to it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and like it just rises like, from, from nothing. Yeah. And so like we added, added in those trees cause it is very green around the stadium. Uh, I think very um, indicative of Charlotte, just a lot, a lot of color. And then you start to see like the, the archways and the, the turrets, um, yeah. those remind like those uh, fairly substantial features of the stadium. Um, kind of come through it's subtle hints um right. but i think it's pillars at the top so like, correct so like those are like the the domes you see on the outside of the stadium right that type of uh architectural touch now ryan do you since you are a producer and writer and kind of do it all do you have like a signature thing you know like scorsese puts his like iris flower everywhere and has the leading lady always wearing white when you first see her you know, stuff like that. Do you have some sort of trademark there that we're going to be finding? Um, in no, I, I don't think so. Although, I mean, if you were to look at all my videos, you would see definitely a style in there. Just, you know, my, I guess the way I make videos, it just kind of bleeds through and, and I'm not always aware of exactly how that works. But I do like 
starting early on doesn't have to be the first shot, but starting early with a wide. Um, Mm -hmm. And usually it's not, it's not always a, a uh, practical shot because I'm trying to build a universe. I'm trying to establish, okay, this is, this is where this video operates in. So now that we've seen this wide shot of this, you know, kind of reinterpretation of their stadium in this kind of fantasy world, um, now every single shot we see after this, the audience subconsciously sees more on the edge of our frames. They can even just right. imagine it, right? So right. Um, I guess that'd be the only thing I would say is I do like, I do like to establish to our audience um, where we are and, and what we're doing. Right. And, and any Easter eggs in here? Um, well, you're about to see on the next shot, but these little um, statues uh, on the bridge, I, I don't remember exactly where I found them, uh, but we put those in there just because, uh, you know, I thought, I thought it would be pretty cool. I, 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 think, I think we tried to sneak in some uh, soccer players in there. I don't know if it really shows on this shot or not, um, but I don't know if you call that an Easter egg or not, but I will, I will note that the lighting even is a little unsettling and that it's uh, changing unnaturally, which I think immediately establishes to the audience that this is not, this is not entirely reality. And that lighting continues throughout the entire video. You'll see it in the maze and you'll see it uh, all throughout the different scenes. Well, and even here, like the, the, the subtle light, between like the the guardsman as we called him and Kalina here like it's very like what's happening where are we who are these people and I think Ryan I'm not going to speak for you but like it's supposed to connect you know your visuals always connect together from the representation of the the defense or anything to the player itself right so we have this first shot of the person holding the the sword or whatever you see the hands and then we cut to Kalina and he's holding the ball as the defense so that's kind of meant to match right correct yeah. all right and then we see his gloves close up and so now this who is this uh guardsman here with the i guess it's an axe of some sort i forgot what those are called but what is what does this represent yeah, so I think we called him the gatekeeper. Um, there's a, um, you know, there's a, sort of a net-like um, a gate behind him, which was supposed to kind of represent like a soccer net, right? And he's protecting it. Um, and that's, and we were also obviously cutting between him and our, our players. Um, so immediately establishing the metaphor in the beginning of the video. Right. And so you had the close up first. So we're not sure what we're looking at necessarily. And then we see Kalina, we get an idea and then you get a, a kind of a, a zoomed out version of the gatekeeper with the with the iron kind of uh, goal mesh behind them in a way. OK, that makes sense. And the lighting. And then we have uh, next kind of scene cuts into we see a top down view of the the castle or the stadium or wherever we are and the lights coming in. And so what is, what is this supposed to kind of make us feel? Yeah, this was one that was really close to the storyboard, um, almost exactly it, but you'll notice the tile in the, uh, in the castle is supposed to mimic, um, you know, the goalie box and all that good stuff. So again, cementing that metaphor right behind the gate 
of, um, you know, that being kind of a representation of our defense. Um, and also, it, you know, works really well in a castle setting. So, yeah. Awesome. Okay. So I'm going to – I should just play. Yeah, there's a little tease of the orb in that shot as well. There's – you want me to go back? Yeah, you can. Yeah, well, it, so before, it, this is my – this. Yeah. Go ahead. I mean, this. I mean, this is one of my favorite kind of like nods to the soccer world in this entire thing. Like, I think Ryan, we we talked about that one little piece of tile, um, like at, representing the goalie, the the penalty dot, right? Like, you know, this this to me is the cool. Like, yeah, exactly. That that little thing. It's subtle. You're never gonna really hone in on it, but like, it just it just screams like this is a cool kind of vibe to what what you're experiencing and it's subtly soccer it's subtly not like it's it's great it's a great kind of moment um i really i this is uh, like i said like one of my personal favorite shots of this entire thing all right so then it sets the scene so beautifully the lights coming in we see and we're, we're i guess we're, we're thinking the person who was outside is coming in okay correct and so now they're in, and I'm, I'm guessing we're looking at the eyes of them, and it looks like they're going into a labyrinth or some sort of uh, area to, to kind of walk through. It's almost like outside. It's like they've walked through that first corridor. So what 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 is this kind of hoping that uh, we see in here? Yeah, so I guess when I was looking at a bunch of um, castles, there there was usually some sort of garden or maze or whatever, hedges uh, in the back. And I thought that was really cool. Obviously, the vegetation and the idea that um, uh, that we could connect that with uh, soccer makes a lot of sense. Um, I also really liked sort of the lore of it that, you know, if we did do this, this hedge maze, um, you know, this labyrinth, there could be sort of a monster or a creature uh, that guards it at its center. Um, and, and that, that character could represent, um, you know, kind of the aggressive offense, uh, that we have, or, or the, you know, oftentimes offensive players are, you know, um, described as dangerous or mm -hmm. lethal. And that's right. what we wanted them to feel like. All right. So I'm going to continue on. You just stop at any time you want to say something. We're looking now, of course, at the labyrinth, and you see from the top what it looks like. But then we go close up to a statue, and it's a statue of person holding what looks like a, a, a soccer ball. May not be there, but yeah. is that is that yeah, exactly? That? And it, so, who is this representing? Yeah, I mean, it was it was uh, just kind of an idea that happened in post, actually, because originally there was no. Um, you know, statue at the center, but I like the idea of, again, I'm trying to kind of create this mythological castle and kind of, but also still connecting it back to the sport and the team. So I, I like the idea of having a statue in there with the soccer ball. Um, you know, obviously this is sort of, you know, the weight of the world on, on this guy's back. Um, and, and soccer is, uh, supposed to be sort of the essence of this universe right the, the most important thing mm -hmm. um and so i guess that's that's kind of what that was supposed to represent 
Um, is this a CGI or is this a real model that you created? Uh, this is uh, entirely CGI, the okay. last two shots, yeah. Okay. So we get the lighting, we get now, you get the taste of some sort of flowing um, cloth and we're moving closer to it. And now we do a shot of a person, another player. And, you know, in the beginning, we don't recognize who these players are because they don't know them. But now everybody knows exactly who, who they are and they can tell like in this frame, you know, that's Bender and the previous one, trying to make that out. You guys recognize who we put there? <laughs> They're all I quick. think that I want to say that's I want to say it's Mackenzie, but um, I'm not uh, yeah. 100% sure. Well, anyway, we flash the players and now we go to uh, a character that we see earlier. We saw the, like the flowing white and now we're following that. We see another player and now we see the full on of what this this character is this player or excuse me, this character in white with the kind of spikes coming out. Um, talk about this one, because I know you said earlier this is representing kind of the fans. Well, actually, no, she's supposed to represent our offense. Oh, um, that's right. Yeah, and that's why we, similar to the gatekeeper, we're kind of cutting between some of our offensive players and her. Um, and and I will say, I mean, it, it makes sense now. Nobody would question it at all. But at the time, it, it there was some debate about, you know, does it make sense that we're comparing our, you know, obviously male players to a female character? And kind um, of the thought process was was there, obviously, I really wanted to have a, a female character because I just felt like it would, first of all, Queen City, it would be really cool. Um, I also felt just with the, the design of the character, it would contrast really well the sort of strength and the imposing figure of the gatekeeper, uh, something that was a bit more finesse based and something that I think represented skill a little bit better. So it's not, to me, it wasn't so much about necessarily a gender thing as it was just the attribute, the attributes of what it takes to be uh, a really skillful um, offensive player. So, but either way it was, I, I think it's a really unique thought and idea. Um, and uh, I think it probably turned out to be one of the most iconic parts of the of the video and favorite parts of the video for the fans and i noticed now you have flowers too here whereas before we saw it seemed kind of just green was that on purpose or was that just we're just seeing a different part yeah if you go back to the wide there actually are flowers in there um but the you know we wanted just little tiny hints of um you know charlotte fc blue in there got it uh just to kind of give it that flavor um yeah if you look really close in there yeah. maybe in the 4k version you can see them Definitely. but in the wide it's going to look predominantly green so all right so now we have and of course the queen is walking we see more players representing see the queen again or the the offense with the spikes and of course we have the four representing the same the crown um which kind of our logo represents. And then as we continue on, is there anything specific that you wanted to talk about with lighting 
um, here and where the light source was coming from, why we're choosing certain things. Is there anything purpose there or is it just a matter of kind of setting the scenery? Yeah, this was another thing that I um, actually feel very fortunate that Al gave me the trust that he did, not just with the characters and some of the, I think, bold choices we made there, but, um, you know, this was something that I felt would really help us tie it back to the sport in a really beautiful way. And I just, I wanted to have this surreal lighting throughout the whole piece. I wanted to kind of remove us from reality at times. And I wanted there to be a little bit of mystery as to what, what is this orb and why is it important? Kind of ask that question. So at the end of the video, we have a payoff. All right. That makes sense. That's cool. All right. This is the first time we really see, and I played it that time on purpose. Like we really feel like there's kind of this buildup with the sound, but like there we kind of hear that pulsating kind of getting us going. So you said you kind of started with the music. Is that correct? I did. Yeah. I actually had the um, track picked up before we shot. Um, and it kind of helped me uh, design some of the transitional moments in the video. Got it. You know, um, it was really hard to find a song that felt sort of medieval and modern at the same time and also fit the tone of the video. Um, but I'm, yeah, I'm happy with uh, what we landed landed on. So I'll go back a little bit so we can kind of hear the build up. All right. So talk about this. How did you make this happen? And what is this supposed to kind of represent? Well, um, yeah, this is my favorite part of the video. Um, I mean, this is this is our queen, right? And and she flies. Um, it, it's obviously very uh, mythological and interesting and scary and all that. Um, uh, I, I, you know, it's kind of like the the thumbnail of the of the video. Um, and uh, I guess the way we pulled it off was a combination of practical effects and compositing. So we did actually have uh, an actor in costume and she was on wires. So they, they lifted her up um, practically and we had fans blowing this fabric all around, uh, which quite honestly didn't look all that great. And <laughs> while we were doing it, it <laughs> looks kind of silly if you look at the BTS video, um, but we filmed it in slow motion and we chose very carefully the best moments. Um, and then we, you know, kind of composited together the most interesting looking parts of the fabric together around her. Um, and I guess a little detail, I don't know if Al even knows this, but I actually mirrored uh, the, the character. So she's perfectly symmetrical. Mm -hmm. um, and again, I think it sort of removes us from reality a little bit too. Yes, exactly. The fabric is not symmetrical, you'll notice, but she is. So um pretty close it's, it's I mean, pretty this... close but it's just a little different and i think in your head that that kind of freaks you out a little bit or at least it does for me so <laughs> <laughs> i had no idea right so this is i'm i'm learning stuff for yeah mid-july this is great all right a lot of quick 
a lot of quick actions coming up here. You know, we see players, we see characters, we see different things coming here. I'm guessing part of it is to show like this is this is a quick moving game. This is a a, a fast moving type of thing. Um, also for dramatics, just meant to show like everybody kind of where they are. Yeah, I mean, this is this is kind of a little bit of a payoff for all that buildup we just had, all that universe building, and now the action, right? It's game time, and it should feel dangerous. It should feel it, it should feel like this is a team that is formidable, that is aggressive, um, and you know, you're in you're in their territory, and it's dangerous, right? So this is pretty exciting. Right after we show uh, the queen taking off and levitating. Um, I'll also note that in a typical open, you put highlights here nine out of 10 times, and there are absolutely no highlights in this video whatsoever, which is a massively unique uh, trait for this, for an open video. And so we never had to resort to that to get- This is about the only thing we have is somebody juggling a ball. Exactly. They didn't have a game, so. Exactly, yeah. All right, so let's continue. So all the different scenes, did you purposely set it up so it was like black, white, black, white, or basically light, dark, light, dark to kind of get us to, to understand the contrast of, you know, or coming together type thing? I tried to, you know, I tried to cut it together in a way that mixed all the different elements of, of the team and the representation of the team together into one imposing, scary force. Um, and also just trying to get people excited, right? I mean, kind of that movie trailer excitement, um, certainly in that moment. Uh, you paused on her being upside down. She is practically upside down once again. Uh, you know, she's mirrored on both sides, um, except for the fabric, so. Yeah. And also yeah. just in doing that, you're, you're also the music itself kind of has that pulsating thing. So you're moving your movements in the film also go along with the music. That's kind of this pulsating thing happening. So we're feeling that too. I'm guessing that, that was intentional too. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. All right. Ah, <laughs> uh, this scene or the one before where the flowers are floating. Yeah, there's a lot of little Easter eggs here. Um, so, you know, I, I actually wrote up um, descriptions of each character and what their abilities were, knowing the fans would never really be able to understand um, or know what, you know, who they are and what, what their purpose is in this universe exactly. But in order for something to feel authentic and feel bigger than it actually is, I, I felt I needed to actually go through and write who they were and what, you know, kind of what their powers were. Obviously the queen has the power of levitation. So not just for herself, but for other things around her. And I felt, you know, just, I, I was kind of inspired by how, how these, uh, these athletes are able to control the soccer ball in such a, an amazing way. It's almost like, like they're able to control it through levitation. So that was kind of the inspiration there. So there's that shot of her levitating the rocks and the, you know, kind of leaves around her. And then the next shot, uh, these characters, we see this big, large 
clothed character and then we see two smaller ones tell me about this yeah i mean the the these characters um, are essentially supposed to represent the fan base. Um, and we see one of them at the beginning of the video and she keeps, you know, appearing throughout the rest of the video. We're going to see her uh, shortly here, but the big one here uh, was actually sort of just discovered in post because one of our guys, this is a completely CGI shot. One of our guys, um, enlarged one of them just for the fun of it. We thought it looked really cool. Um, and again, it's kind of just wild looking. It's only in there for a matter of frames. And mm -hmm. again, I, I like the idea that, you know, it's not so one-to-one -one or literal that we just have a bunch of fans coming in. It's, it's more that this is a metaphor um, for the fan base as, right. as a whole. And no matter what, big or small, they're they're coming. Exactly. Yeah. We see all the characters again. We finally see some some uh, some color. So if you think about it, most of it, you see a little bit of the green, you see a little bit of some blue, but since it's being so dark, it almost is muted. But then we see somebody's face kind of in full color with the light. Was there kind of a reason to start doing that here? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I have to give honestly Al credit here too, because I wanted to include a, uh, a human character where we actually see her face, um, in the video, which again is super unusual. You, you, you would typically only show player likeness in a video. Um, but again, we're trying to tell a story. We're trying to have, um, some sort of emotional connection to this video. And for me, it's, it's like, we need to see real emotion. And I just wanted to tease, um, tease her perspective before we get to the, the falling light source that we're about to see. Um, that was kind of fun. So this is the part where you're talking about the orb or the falling light source. This is our character. Anything happened there that of note? Yeah, I um, again, it's it's more just sort of a metaphor of how I how I think it feels when um, you know, you're, you're really connected to something, right. That's greater than yourself. And, uh, you know, the, the awesome thing about sports is, you know, you don't really know, you obviously don't know everybody who goes to the game, but you're connected to all of them in the stadium, right. You're, you're kind of a part of this bigger, um, this bigger group. And it, it's actually one of the, one of the things I love about sports most. And so this is that literal connection to, to the game, um, to the essence of the game that I wanted to represent. Um, and, you know, it, it looked pretty cool too. So I also like the, you kind of have the blue tint around the, the, the light now, especially right here, which is the same. I think, blue. In the, I think in the previous version, right, Ryan, like that blue is a lot more prevalent that we kind of went away from, from the beginning up until this point to kind of like make that shift. Right. 
Yeah, I think it was a little a little too much, but we originally were going to have the flames be entirely blue. Um, uh, but then I, I think just kind of the edges of them read a little bit better, um, and we ended up going that direction. All right. Kind of hear some chanting there before we were only hearing just sounds and now we actually hear a human voice was that in the song selection you wanted to make sure you, as you were bringing in the human quality you also brought in the voice of a human or was that just coincidental uh we got a little bit lucky with this song it kind of had all the elements we needed um this just happened to be part of the song that um made the most sense at this right. point Now we're seeing more players and then kind of the striking or like the, the, the sword kind of moving to signal the start of things. And then the logo comes in. Um, and of course it looks like we're in inside of the, almost looks like a cathedral, even though we're, we're in the, the castle itself, it's kind of like channeled in that way. Um, Anything you want to say here? Because really, it just kind of fades here to the end. We get a close up, and that's kind of it. If there's yeah, well, um, you know, the king striking at the end uh, was in the shot list. Um, it was kind of built into the story um, as you know a, a final punctuation on um, you know you're in our house, and you know this is this is a dangerous place for outsiders to be. Um, the logo shot you see at the end is actually, uh, Al mentioned, we also did the graphics package. It's sort of a transition into that part of the presentation of the, of the game. Uh, mm -hmm. This is a piece of our graphics package, uh, our logo loop that the video then transitions into uh, after the video concludes. And we use, we use that as kind of the bridge between the end of this video and when the players come out. So this is uh, kind of the, the punctuation of the king slashing across the screen to then we're here, we're ready, it's go time. That's that's the mentality I had when when working with Ryan on this. Like this is the end of it. We're ready to go. Um, we hit music inside the stadium. That kind of signifies that it's it's time. Um, you know, it ties into the toll bell that we use. It ties into you know, uh, you know, royalty gets coordinated in cathedrals, like all of this, all of this is connected to the overarching theme of who we are as Queen City, as Charlotte FC and what we do in stadium. So Ryan, did you have enough cuts of different players that if for some reason a player left was traded, new one brought in, did you have room, other personnel, did, did you have to Put in spots and like figure out where we want to edit these or oh this is a segment i can just put this new player here or this new personnel yeah definitely had enough shots um you know extra extra footage to be able to do that we actually you know did have to do a little bit of that that's inevitable for any season mm -hmm. uh you know rosters change right. um but yeah was was not not a difficult ask for this one all right. Well, that's, I mean, I appreciate your time. I know you got to go to Ryan. There's a couple of things I want to ask just about your company and um, just you call yourselves future facing creative outlaws. Is that 
is, is there's is that just something that you're like okay we want to set ourselves across as different why do you call yourselves creative outlaws i uh, think well that's a tagline i think we came up with a few years ago um I, I don't, I don't know. I don't have, uh, I don't have like a particular connection to that. <laughs> I think our marketing team came up with that one, but, okay. um, you know, I, I do really, you know, everybody says they, they want to be storytellers. Right. Um, but there's a difference between actually doing it and, uh, saying you're doing it. And, um, I think this video, you know, that Al and I worked on together is, is proof of what we value at Triglass and the type of content we're willing to do. It would be a heck of a lot easier to film these guys on a, on a green screen or, uh, you know, uh, LED wall or mm -hmm. whatever they typically do. Um, but we didn't do that, you know, and we wanted to give the fans something um, more unique, right? Because guess what? Every team does that. They just change the, the background colors. Right. right. So, you know, we put in the time and the effort and and the the heart to make this thing come come to life. I mean, we put a lot of ourselves in this video and that's real storytelling. And um, I mean, most certainly the fans responded to that in a really positive way. And I think that's the difference between what we do at Triglass versus, you know, some others. Yeah. And you've done lots for many different sports, not just soccer, football, all areas. You're actually an Emmy award-winning company, correct? Like you have some Emmy awards? That we do have some Emmys. Yeah, we, I mean, yeah, we, we work with, um, you know, all the major leagues. Um, and, you know, we're always looking for good partners that share, um, you know, share, share the same types of goals that we have. And we, we genuinely want to be a good fit with our, with our teams. We want to have long-term relationships with them, with our clients. And, and that's important to us as well, because the more, the longer I work with the team, the more I understand their fans, their story. Um, and I can tell, you know, I can tell better stories. I can make better videos for them. And were you a sports fan growing up? Like it was, did you watch and look at this stuff and like, I want to do something that tells a story before, because, you know, you probably had those montage videos see them all the time. I'm like, I could do something like that better. I really didn't. I, I didn't even know what an open was um, until I started <laughs> doing them, to be honest. Uh, I, yeah, I did grow up a sports fan, but I, um, I didn't want to go into sports. I, I wanted to be a, a film director. Um, so that's what I went to school uh, for. Um, and it just happened to be when I started my company that the Vikings were one of my first clients. Um, and with the Vikings, I was able to do some content that I think caught the attention of other teams that was more story driven, um, that was a little bit, um, you know, unique in that way. And that's, you know, long story short, that's kind of how we got to where we are now. Yeah. You do a good job with someone. Other people are going to know about it. Definitely. Right. So what, so you said you wanted to be a kind of a director when you grew up, did you you went to school for it, but was there some sort of thing behind it that you were like, you just want to tell stories or you just like the creative part or like, what is the areas that kind of get you, your juices going in that direction? Uh, well, I, I love movies <laughs> as many do, but um, no, I, I genuinely have a passion for filmmaking 
Um, and that's, that's what I wanted to do. So I, I'm still working on that direction. Um, you know, I'm, I'm working on some documentaries or I'm working on writing scripts and it is a constant goal of, of our company and, and myself as a director to some, someday get there. Uh, and, and I've been very fortunate to have clients that allow me to do videos like the Charlotte piece that, that do get me a little bit closer to that goal every single time. Nice. Well, I appreciate you being on Ryan and Al. Thanks. Thanks for hanging out with us and going over that. Um, hopefully, uh, fans will get a better in, insights onto what you did and, and what it means and kind of all the symbolism behind it. And they'll appreciate it even more and look forward to the next one that we do next year. <laughs> I can't wait for next year. Um, I'm already, already starting to think that way. So uh, Ryan, I owe you a call about that. So, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you both. Is there anything else that you guys would like to share that you didn't get to share today? Uh, I, I think Ryan is greatly underestimating himself and what he's done in this. Like I got a lot of compliments at our, uh, my peer conference that we had in Nashville a few weeks ago. And uh, the amount of compliments, the amount of what, how, how, what, where, how did you get to this? Like um, it was a fun experience for me getting some of the big boys in sports asking us, how what did you do how what was the process here like this is a truly revolutionary thing that ryan did and triglass did with us and i cannot thank him enough like it, it it's truly special and i think holistically it's the best video i've i've been involved in um i think a lot of people around the charlotte office the fans have responded great to it and it's all thanks to him and his vision and their their abilities at triglass so cannot sing in their praises enough Thanks, Al. And it honestly was such a great uh, collaboration. And and I know from ever, everybody at Triglass, we really appreciated the opportunity and working with you guys. It was, it was amazing. All right. Thank you both. Have a good rest of your day. Enjoy the weekend. All right. Thank you. Thanks. Bye. Thanks, Nick. The Charlotte FC Podcast is hosted and produced by me, Nick Finelli. Audio editing and mixing by Eli Finelli. We really appreciate everyone who listens to our podcast. Please make sure you follow the podcast so you get it in your favorite platform's feed. We are on Twitter and Instagram at CLTFC Podcast. And you can visit our webpage to listen and learn more at charlottefcpodcast.com.